0: What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m., so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, please drop a like. Subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube. Follow if you're on Facebook. If you're on Twitter, retweet, like, and follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow all social medias and everything, and make sure you also follow Lance and I on Twitter.
1: Lance, how are you doing tonight, my man? What's going on, Bills Mafia? Peter, how you doing? Uh it's an exciting day, isn't it? Yeah,
0: some free agency news. We get to talk about the draft. If you guys tell by the title, we're going to be talking about Puna Ford, defensive tackle from Seattle who just signed with the Bills. We'll break that down. And then we're going to go pick by pick and give you guys our initial reactions to the Bills draft. And if you guys tuned in on Friday night to Lance and I's draft show, it was awesome. Over already 2,000 views on Facebook. It was awesome. We appreciate everyone that tuned in. We appreciate that everyone that commented, a ton of comments, over a couple hundred comments. So everyone that tuned in, everyone that liked, everyone that supported the channel for four and a half hours, it was awesome. Lance and I had a blast. So if you're here tonight, drop a comment. Uh, Let us know what you think of Puna Ford. Let us know what you think of the draft and all that things. But before we get started, Lance, tell
1: everyone about our sponsor. Yeah, so the Buffalo Blitz is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today to Underdog Fantasy to play the best in daily fantasy games. There's a huge best ball tournament, uh, the biggest uh, daily fantasy tournament. Let's get this up there. 15 million total prizes, 3 million to the first place. Best ball mania 4. So go sign up. you got to be in it to win it. $10 minimum deposit gets you a deposit match of – your $10 or all the way up to $100 deposit match. So get into underdog fantasy. Um, they have a pick'em game. That's excellent. Uh, play it frequently and you can uh, probably play daily fantasy and pick them in some places where you can't necessarily uh, do sports betting. So reach out to your friends and colleagues in those States and things where sports gambling is not exactly legal and see if they could sign up there for the under- underdog fantasy.
0: Kim's coming in on Facebook. Appreciate. Hi, Kim. Puna. John Roberts coming in. Ford took less money to be a bill. So, guys, comments keep coming on Facebook and YouTube. And if you're on Twitter and you want to drop a comment, come over to Facebook and YouTube. But we're going to start with, before we get to the draft, Puna Ford. Puna Ford, defensive tackle from Seattle. He was rumored earlier, about a month and a half ago, I put out a tweet and I quoted Ryan Talbot saying that the Bills were interested in Puna Ford. The money didn't work out. We know the Bills were... Trying to stay under the compensatory, uh portion of the contract so they could keep that compensatory pick for next year's draft. So uh, due to the loss of Tremaine Edmonds, they wait till now. Brandon Bean on his press conference on Saturday mentioned that the Bills were interested in a defensive tackle, a veteran defensive tackle. They didn't get one in the draft, so they were interested in a veteran defensive tackle. A lot of people wanted Puna Ford, and then today it was announced that Puna Ford signed a one-year deal with the Bills. The money has not been released yet. But Lance, break down or give me your thoughts on the Puta Ford.
1: Yeah, I uh, love the signing. Obviously, a very versatile player. And any player that the Bills are going to bring in probably has that tag on them. But, um, you know, I love the uh, the signing. Obviously, we needed a highly productive guy in the middle. And, um, you know, we have good rotational pieces. But I think we need someone that's going to come in and, and kind of light the fire and, and be the fire. Plus, if McDermott potentially goes back to a more of a base four three, and you imagine have like Ed Oliver as a end in that scenario with Puna and um, Daquan. Daquan Jones, yeah. and then Greg Rousseau, that's a hell of a front four to defend a, against a running team. So um, that's something I, I think personnel matchup. You know, personnel pairings now, just like the offense is going to be is going to be exciting. They're going to rotate guys in and out, but we're not going to see necessarily. Um, we're still gonna see good pairings where guys can feed off the one next to them. So I think that's pretty exciting to get a guy who can play the one tech or the three tech on the on the defensive line. And he's huge, man. He's 310 pounds, only 5'11", but um, you know, still plays with a high motor. He can bull rush people. Um, one of the most underrated bull rushes probably in the league right now. I think just watching some of the film is um, you know, really good job getting underneath people and moving them out of the way. So uh able to make the tackle kind of at the line of scrimmage at times when he is uh when the guy's staying on him he's able to kind of shed it um right at the last minute and and give it uh and you know shut the play down so so really um it's it's kind of fun now to think about you know this defensive line and, and how that's gonna all play out um hopefully guys get healthy that weren't and stay healthy this year and we can really kind of see what this defense can can be with all of its pieces.
0: This Puna Ford signing, I kind of, I kind of expected it, right? Like you thought this was kind of the guy they were targeted, but you never know what the bills and they kind of try to keep a lot of things in house, but they were clearly interested in him, but they just couldn't fit it under their price tag until post draft um, post today's or post Monday at four o'clock. And then obviously it came out today. This is a guy like Lance just mentioned once he Drake graphically improves the, that took me forever to spit that out. the run defense he's no. a run stopper, right he's a one tech right and he's a another style of like daquan jones and i think daquan jones excelled in the system and if you look at puna ford's career and his pff grades over the years since 2018 he came to the league he's been great great good good and then this past year he was sub average like below average Pete carroll I said they ones, play- i think too
1: what I think the whole team was, too, yeah. though.
0: but Pete Carroll put, recently said they ha- they used him at the wrong position. He was too much on the outside. like They didn't play to his strengths. So if you kind of look at his overall years, this year was kind of an outlier. This wasn't like he was a one-hit wonder. He's been a productive, consistent NFL player. And I think he slides in right away into the third-best defensive tackle the Bills have. I think he slides right into a legit role. And he's a day-one impact player, which is hard to get on May 2nd. It's hard to get it. There's still some very good players out there, but there's not a lot of them where you'd be like, you know what, you could you could say this is the best defensive addition they made all offseason. You could say that, and it's not hard. And I put out a tweet. The Bills mostly used their capital and their draft capital this year on offensive players. They wanted to build the offensive line. They went and got guys in the trenches in the draft. They went and got guys in the trenches in offseason. They got another weapon. They got another weapon. Then they added a running back. Like they built offensive weapons. And then they go get Puna Ford. And they get Taylor Rapp. Two guys that could start on basically a lot. Taylor Rapp can start on a lot of teams. And Puna Ford has a role on every single team. And he said, and it came out, that he took less money to come play for the Bills. Because he wants to win. He wants to win a Super Bowl. The Bills are Super Bowl contenders. I know some Bills fans will tell you they're not. But they are, no matter who comes and who comes not. The Bills are a Super Bowl contender because of their roster makeup and who they have a quarterback and who they have a coach. Puna Ford is a legit def- defensive tackle. He's a game wrecker. He's great against the run. And this opens up a lot for Matt Milano and Dorian Williams, who we'll get to in a little bit. And this also opens a lot up for Ed Oliver. And I get it. He might. The Bills still don't have a defensive tackle signed until 2024, until next year. That's going to change, right? You could sign Ed Oliver to a contract extension. I bet you they bring back Daquan Jones on a contract extension this summer. You could also bring back Puna Ford, and then you can have a drafted guy in the first round. Like next year's draft, I know we didn't want to draft a D tackle at 27 this year. Next year's draft kind of screams they might go D tackle in the first round. Yeah, yeah, it kind okay. of feels like it, and that's okay. Even if they do bring back Puna Ford at Auburn, or
1: wherever the teams. top DT might fit into the rankings, right? So yeah, yeah, it
0: thinking. doesn't have to be first round. It could be Osiris yeah. Torrance type of pick in the second round. Yeah,
1: but that's okay. So Puna
0: Ford, immediate impact. This is one of the best signings they made. Like this is a great signing on May second. Like this is like this is a yeah. good day to be a Buffalo Bill. Like Latavius Murray was solid yesterday. Gives you depth at the running back position improves what you had at that position last year, which was Duke Johnson. So that's a step and above. But Puna Ford, man, this guy can ball. This guy's a great run stopper. He's determined. He's aggressive. Pete Carroll loves him. Pete Carroll said he wanted to get him back. It just didn't work in their financials. I'm excited to see what the contract is. I'm assuming it's a low cap hit contract because the Bills don't have a ton of cap space right now, but I'm assuming it's a low cap hit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This could be a great signing that, I don't know if it pushes the Bills over the top, but it just makes their defensive, interior defensive line way better, helps Ed Oliver, and helps everyone else.
1: Well, I'll tell you who helps the most, right, is Dorian Williams. If yeah. he's going to get the first shot at that MLB spot, and you, you look at, or the mic, excuse me, but you're going to look at him needing to get the familiar enough with the playbook to be able to go out there and get people in the right positions. That's really what this hinges on. But now you have a guy who you're saying, could be a little bit shorter than you like this, that, or the other, but you have now legit rotational guys that, you know, are contributors in the league and performers in the league. So now with Puna Ford as your third option at DT, that just gives you so much more flexibility to try to, A, maybe keep Settle and Phillips healthy, but also, uh, you know, keep them kind of off the field because they weren't as effective last year as Oliver and uh, Daquan Jones were. So hopefully, you know, you're going to see a lot of, Oliver Jones and uh, Ford combinations. Oh, three. And that's, yeah, that's the big rotation. And then, you know, on some passing downs and stuff, maybe unleash some of okay. the other two guys. Um, more more Phillips is the pass rusher. Yeah. But I just think of uh, Settle as kind of like this bowling ball, you know, and I think he's going to be – Settle's going to have a hard time being active every week but um, a, or even a, making the 53. So
0: It's a big year for Tim Settle, though. It's a contract year. Yeah. And we know guys play well. It doesn't mean he's a long-term fit in the Bills, but we know guys play well in contract year. Jordan Phillips a couple years ago played great in a contract year and got a three-year, 30-something million, whatever it was, with the Cardinals, right? So guys play well in contract year, and Oliver is in a contract year, right? But I agree. I would expect to see a lot of Puna Ford slash Daquan Jones and Oliver rotations. I expect to see a lot of that. But then you're right. You can kind of use Jordan Phillips in his role that he's meant to be. Unleash him on passing downs. Don't even sniff him in running downs. Third down, third and nine, third and ten, Jordan Phillips is there, right? Keeps him fresh. It keeps helps him play where he excels at, and we know Jordan Phillips has injury history, so it keeps him fresh and kind of lets him do what he's known for, getting after the quarterback. So, yeah, I think this detail, this deal, the interior defensive line improved dramatically, dramatically today. There's more of an impact that Pouda Ford has than anybody you would have drafted probably second round on. It just doesn't have the future. That's the thing. It just doesn't have a future cap thing or a future roster thing for Puna Ford, but Puna Ford's still young. If he balls, he could be a potential future defensive tackle for two to three, four more years. So I'm excited. Yeah. Ford's only 27. John's coming in. So yeah, Ford, I'm not saying Ford's not a long-term option. He's just not under contract long-term. That's the only caveat. A Rich is in. What's up? A Rich. Yeah. A Rich's show's coming soon. I think it's starting next week. Right, Lance. Uh, no idea, but no idea. I okay. can't wait for it. But hey, Rich, if you're <laughs> in the comments, let us know when your show starts. Let us know when you're starting, bro. Lance, you get it, You ready to get to the draft?
1: I think we should do that.
0: I think we should get to the draft. So we're going to start with the Bills' first pick of the 2023 NFL Draft. That was the Kincaid. They were picking at 27, jumped the Dallas Cowboys, who were at 26, traded with the Jacksonville Jaguars to get to 25, and selected tight end, slash slot receiver, I'm putting that in there, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Lance, let's break it down, man.
1: Yeah, I really like this pick. Obviously, you know, you get to pick uh, 25, right? And Or was it 24, right? And then the Bills uh, say, okay, we need to go get the the best pass catcher out there. And um, the best pass catcher available that could play slot Mm -hmm. in the draft at that point was... Dalton Kincaid and so they went and got him so um love seeing his tape I mean he's he just kind of gets one of those guys that kind of finds all the all the seams and and runs routes through traffic pretty well um I think you know obviously the good hands is going to be a beneficial for Josh Allen because he throws the ball uh pretty hard so I think having good hands is kind of you want every receiver on your team to have great <laughs> hands, obviously, but it's, uh, um, you know, he's kind of separating himself being, uh, you know, one of the things. And then, you know, the thing I'm excited about is I was kind of talking about this all off season. I was j- joking about this before the show with you. And, you know, like before the the draft, I, I, I kind of said, <clears throat> I was a little bit more in favor of Michael Mayer, but the same holds true getting Kincaid because, you know, they're going to run some 12 personnel and they're going to, have Knox and Kincaid side by side and sometimes opposite sides of formation. Kincaid's going to be more stand up in the slot and things, but he's also going to be, they've been using Knox in this role too, but he can be like in the pistol, that kind of wing back or that H back. Maybe that's kind of, uh, you know, flanked on the formation thing. So I, I just like, um, I love the pick, uh, do you want my grade right now, or are you going to – I'll talk, talk about right them now game more game. before you do the grades. Okay.
0: Yeah. So when the Bills first selected Kincaid, I was like, go to take him back, right? But if you kind of look at the board, there wasn't a receiver you could have took. I guess you could have took Jalen High, but he fell. He fell. Or Josh Downs, and he fell. So there clearly was a drop-off in receiver, which most expected. You could have went Osiris Torrance at 27 or at 25, and people would have been okay with him. We'll get to that pick in a second when they took him at 59. There was some edges. There was Nolan Smith. There was Brian Brissette, Miles Murphy, Anton Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma. There was Mozzie Smith who was mocked a lot to the Bills. The Bills got the second best pass catcher in this draft class. The Bills got the second best pass catcher in this draft class besides behind JSN. I strongly believe the Bills did not have a first round grade on either Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, or Quentin Johnson. And I strongly believe that because Brandon Bean said that. He didn't say which one, but he said there was one of those four receivers that went, and when the receivers started going, it was early 20s, and they just went, 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 and went four in a row, and it was unreal because then we saw all them go. And then you're like, ooh, the Bills have to go make a move. They wanted to trade up to 24 and take with the Giants, but they stayed there and took Deontay Banks' corner for Maryland. Bills move up and take Dalton Kincaid at 25, and they got the second-best pass catcher in this draft class. Dolan Kincaid is a freak, a freak of nature. His athleticism, his 50 50 ball ability, his hands, one of the best drop rates in a good way in this class. He had, go back and watch one highlight reel of him. All you got to do is watch the USC game. He had 16 dang catches. 16. His hands are awesome. And the one knock on him, he's not the best blocker, but that's not what he's coming in here for. Dawson Knox has, has been an improved blocker. He's going to slide into more of that blocking seam kind of tight end. Don Kincaid is a slot receiver. He's going to fit in as a big slot. You're going to have Don Kincaid as a slot, and then you're going to have Trent Sherfield and De'Ate Hardy as the speed with Shakir in the slot. Like The amount of different personnel the Bills can run is unreal. The amount of weapons and the amount of different skill sets they have on this team. And the one thing that comes to mind is the red zone. And Josh Allen has been a great red zone quarterback his whole career until this year. He had a very up and down red zone year. This red zone personnel with Davis and Diggs and then Kincaid and Knox is deadly. That's the best red zone personnel you can have in the NFL. Like that is an unreal different catch radiuses, different skill sets, and just having Kincaid and Knox and Davis because those are big time tall weapons is awesome. This is best pass catcher, one of the best pass catchers in the class. He's a slot receiver. They're going to use him. Don't tell me they're not going to use him. They're going to use him. Like, it's unreal some of the things you see on social media. And Daniel Jeremiah, who had him ranked, and Daniel Jeremiah won the draft for the draft analyst. You know why, Dan? I'm going to get to a second what Daniel Jeremiah said about Don Kincaid. But Daniel Jeremiah predicted in his final mock draft, an hour before the draft started, he dropped it on NFL.com. He had the Texans taking CJ Stroud at two, and then he had them trading up to taking Will Anderson at three. So Daniel Jeremiah won the draft, analyst standpoint. But he had Dalton Kincaid as the ninth best prospect. He also said if – I'm paraphrasing here, so I don't have it right in front of me. But if the Bills – if the NFL lets the Bills and Josh Allen get Dalton Kincaid, they're going to deserve what's coming to them. I paraphrased, but the last part's correct. So he's right. Hopefully he's right. And they got one of the best pass catchers in the in the class. Like, this guy's going to be unreal for this team. And the amount of things they're going to use and the amount of ways they're going to use them is going to be cool. They got a great weapon. We were clamoring for a weapon, guys. You guys were all clamoring for a weapon. And they got one of the best weapons in the class, minus position. And it wasn't a running back. So, we're Okay. Bills Mafia is coming in. Dalton Kincaid being a number two receiver is better in the long run because if he does well, it's cheaper to try to tight end than a wide receiver. That's also true, too. The tight end market's a little cheaper on that side, and the Bills can always move off. Davis, yeah. replace him, and all that fun stuff. We won't get into drafted. That, but I think Dalton Kincaid was awesome. So, Lance, I want to get your grade. So, what was the, what was your grade on Dalton Kincaid?
1: I got to go A-plus on this one. Ooh. You get the best Ooh. spot catcher in the draft. And that's your primary need on offense is a slot weapon. And you get that and you get the best one that's available. So I'm going to go a plus for it.
0: I'm going to go a minus. I'm going to go a minus. So he's still in the a A range. And I put this out on Twitter. Haters going to hate April. (laughs) What a minus. I'm going to go. I like to pick. I like to pick a lot. Tight end just took me off guard. That's probably why i dropped it down. And maybe you could have went. I don't know. I'm probably thinking a minus a, I just, just because, like, you wish you could have got Jason and stuff. But for the guys there— Also,
1: I agree with that a uh, little bit. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to back, but I still think it was a home run. But you do—you know, you may want to be careful because he has some injury concern, too, yes. in the lower back and stuff. So A-minus does fit. Um, I'm just very excited, so I yep. run A-plus with him.
0: Don't forget Damian Harris in the red zone of all those receiving weapons. Don't forget James Cook in the weapons. And I didn't even mention Josh Allen's ability to run, and I didn't even mention Khalil Shakir.
1: And he didn't even mention Latavius Murray.
0: Oh, or Naeem Hines, or Trent Sherfield, or Deontay Hardy, oh, or Duke sarcasm. Williams. Nah, I'm joking. Duke Williams is not on the team anymore. <laughs> uh, We're going to the next pick. Second round, the Bills. Me and Lance were live for this. We were live. There were some people we wanted Drew Sanders When I mean, some people that might have been Lance. Uh, they were, I wanted Drew Sanders, too. When the Bills took Osiris Torrance at pick 59, I think Lance and I... To go back and watch, we didn't say much. I was kind of shocked. I kind of forgot he was on the board, right? I, I didn't even think about that at that yeah. time. They go Osiris Torrance at 59, someone that Bill's fans were clamoring for for months going at 27. First-round talent, he's the best guard in the class. So be able to get the best guard in the class at 59. He excels. at. I think he might fit more in a left guard position because I know that's where he excelled. I, he he could play both guard positions. would be interesting where we see him. Lance Osiris Torrance. What do we got, man?
1: Yeah, I mean the first thing that sticks out right is he's just a humongous guy, right? So, um, big mauler of a of a guy. I kind of I tweeted a few months ago. I think that we you know they need to bring in a bully on this offensive line, and and then man, we got it. We got a big bully on the offensive line. He's going to come in. John hit it on the head right there. You know he was a steal. I mm-hmm. think um, that's you know. We yeah, if you look back at the at the live, uh, we didn't. I don't think there, we're we were. We were looking at like the re, what are the receivers left. We had high and we had like okay, can they outside yeah, the receiver? The like and then I was like, okay, what's the D tackle situation right now? Like who do they have there? Um, and then, you know, I, I think we maybe also were looking tackle, offensive tackle potentially. You know, we won a couple we, picks but,
0: before John Michael Schmitz, so he he right, okay, yeah. and he went off the board two picks before.
1: Yep. So, uh, but yeah, this guy is a huge um, guy that's going to come in and start right away and be able to um, just contribute at a high level. So I think that, you know, the Bills hit a home run with this pick, obviously slid down the board for whatever reason, um, didn't see really any medical with him. I know no. he's uh, got some, what do they say? uh just reading here. I, did, I don't see anything here that I think we also kind really of found out slides him down. Just the position that being a guard is probably what, yeah, what sunk him down.
0: Not being a tackle, and then also like a John Michael Schmitz, like a Steve Avila, and a Cody Mock could also play. Like Cody Mock could play tackle guard, right? John Michael Schmitz could play center and guard. Uh, Joe Tippman could play center and guard. So I think there's less versatility there. Like he said, yeah, he will play any guard. position, <laughs> but Osiris Torrance is just going to say that. But they got a guard, they got the best true guard in the class, right? He's going to be a guard. People say he's a left guard. People say he's a right guard, right? But this makes Ryan Bates the best backup guard in the NFL, one of the best backup guards in the NFL, because Connor McGovern, they gave him a three-year contract. He was really good at right guard when he played. I think McGovern slides it at right guard, and I think Torrance slides it at left guard. This also makes Deion Dawkins better, because the guy he was playing to next last year was Roger Saffold, and Roger Saffold was a definition of a subway turnstile. So, this makes Deion Dawkins better, It'll make Mitch Morse better. Let's make the whole line better. Like the Bills, That's you guys awesome. wanted them to improve the O line, and they did. They brought in Connor McGovern, they brought in David Edwards, they brought Osiris Jones, and they also drafted another interior O lineman, Nick Brocker, who was too good to pass up, according to Brandon Bean. Osiris Jones is a day one starter. This guy's a mauler. He's going to run you over. Kenny brought this perfect comment up Kenny, one of the most loyal Buffalo Blitz followers on YouTube. We love you, Kenny. But Torrance was a starter for four years and never allowed a sack. But more impressive is only two penalties in four years. That's unheard of. I like that, man. I like the two penalties. If he only gives up two penalties the whole year, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. If he gives up That's four penalties in the whole year, I'll be okay. Like, Osiris Torrance, you got a future stud at the guard position. You got a guy that – Lance, if we took him at 27, right, we would have been okay with it, right? You would have been okay with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well,
0: well, well, I want to ask you because we'll, – before you give me your grade, what would you have given the grade if they went Osiris-Torrents in the first round? Not don't not knowing what they did in the second, third, and fourth, like did they go weapon, need yeah. tackle. Just after day one, not knowing what we do in day two, what would you have gave osiris Torrance? Try to get the blinders on here.
1: Probably like B plus, A minus. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I, I would have said A minus. I think I would have given it. I think it wouldn't have been a flashy. You maybe could have waited, but it was a good pick. Yeah, absolutely. That means for me, he's an A-plus now. And what do you got now?
1: 100% A-plus,
0: yeah. Like, this is – the value you got here was unreal. Like, I I had a first-round grade on him, and I wasn't alone on the first-round grade. Like, most people who, like – Dean Kinding had him on. We had Dean come on, right? He was on – Yeah. He was on stream with us, right? And he had Osiris Torrance – kind of early second. He had him rated as the 40th best prospect, right? So not a first round, but high second round. We got Osiris-Shortens at 19. So even if you had him at 40, that's still a steal. Yeah, You think him 19 spots behind. Like, this is an unreal pick. Like, yeah, and John's right. Bates can play backup center. The amount of things you can do with this O-line, all of a sudden, post-draft, the D-tackle position and the O-line looks drastically different and drastically better. I think yeah. again,
1: the, the pairings, the ability it's, it's to unreal. mask if somebody is dinged up, like yeah. that's the thing. It's like, maybe, you know, you see the Miami game where someone had to finish with a damn torn ACL because we yeah. had nothing. Shout enough. out to Tommy Doyle. And that, that gives us so much more uh, versatility now. And that, you know, people are, we're going to be much deeper um, yeah. on the offensive line and, and guys are going to be able to get breaths. You know, it's not uncommon for guys to come in as rookies and play, Kind of a, a series share with another guy too so you could see Bates and Torrance get splitting some time when they need a blow if there's back-to-back possessions where uh you know maybe the defense comes out and intercepts it on the first couple of plays of the next drive and you know the defense is is uh or the is of line is already kind of sucking wind let's say they go down for an 80-yard drive you know yeah. they come back at the sideline turnover they got to go back out there um you know you can kind of use the other guy if you need to to kind of keep your rotation fresh keep your front five fresh and uh i just yeah it's exciting to see just like we talked about um when we talked about puna Ford and that rotation up front uh, i love this for the offensive line too because there's a lot of pairings you can do here i don't know what they're going to try to do there's uh talk about uh trying him at different positions and we'll see i hope um you know dm3 kind of went out there and said uh on Twitter as well, you know, let's give this kid a chance at, at the guard position and let them, let them just focus He's on one. The guard.
0: They can't mess around. Yeah, that. So.
1: Well, you, you, you said that
0: perfectly Lance, right? We're thinking about the O-line, right? The depth you have at the interior position is crazy, right? Let's say McGovern and Torrance slide into the stars, right? Don't, uh, you could say left guard, right guard. I said already what it was, but that's what I think. But, it could change. Yeah. We still have a t- rookie mini camp. We have a ton of ton of camp coming up. So you have that, right? Bates is a backup, right? Bates plays can play both left guard and right guard. He can also play center. You also have David Edwards, who they brought in. It's David Edwards, right? Brian Edwards or David? I think it's David Edwards. David. Brian's the cool. receiver. Yeah. Thank you, David Edwards, the guard from the Rams, who was started on the Super Bowl team. Like he's not the best, but that's a that's your fourth guard. Yeah. Like, he was that's your fourth guard. He can play guard both guard position, and then you have like Bates who could play center and both guard. The only, I guess, weakness on this O-line right now is still Ryan Bates at right tackle and then the depth at tackle. But this interior O-lineman, O-line just went from maybe like a B or a B-minus to like a B-plus, A-minus overnight. Like this o- interior lineman, the build, the holes in the lanes it's going to create for Damian Harris, Naim Hines, and James Cook is going to be unreal. So this O-line got drastically improved, and you guys were all claiming for that. You guys are all claiming for the, clamoring for this. So you got what you asked for.
1: It's a playoffs, Neil. Got playoffs. How do we screw it right now, Lance? They're losing by three. Thanks for asking, Dick.
0: Let me thanks for
1: asking. <laughs> no, they're losing by three, uh, with two and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Oh, it's fine.
0: Okay. So we gave our grades for Osiris Torrance, both A pluses. Now we're gonna go to the most controversial, controversial pick of the draft. And that is going to be Dorian Williams, linebacker, two-way, and they took him at ninety-one overall, twenty-eighth in the third round. And someone that won a couple spots over at eighty-six to the Ravens was Trenton Simpson, who Lance was clamoring for, who wanted Lance. Now that everything kind of digested, kind of like we settled on Tuesday, this happened on Friday. Dorian
1: yeah. Williams, what do we got? Well, I love it now. I mean, I think that there were a lot of things that came out from both coach and Brandon Bean. And um, then once Dorian started getting the media availability himself and started giving a little bit of uh, explanation into what his role could be, I think it lets us realize that, okay, he's going to be the first uh, shot at the mic. So he's, I know that they said dodson has been here the longest and that you got to I mean, he, they selected him to come in and be the Mike linebacker to call, but he's got to be able to learn all the positions, all the things the defense wants to do and make sure everyone else on that defense is in the right position. And if he can't handle that responsibility, they're going to go to somebody else who they know can, despite whether or not he may be the better player um, on the field for, you know, everything other than, but you have to be able to get the defense in position. So that's part of the role as the Mike linebacker. So I think... Um, it's a great pick. I think we had, uh, you know, mocked him in some. I I sent. I had him mocked at one at one thirty in the fourth round. Okay. But um, I but had him mocked at ninety one a couple times. I think it's a heck of a pick. I mean, if that's your only like, that's basically your biggest need, arguably of the off season coming in, is replacing the Mike linebacker spot. And this isn't replacing Tremaine Edmonds with. Another Tremaine Edmonds carbon it's, copy because he it doesn't, doesn't exist. Like yeah, does not out there. Look
0: at every single middle linebacker in the league; they fit Doran Williams. They might be a couple pounds heavier, a couple pounds smaller, but same arms, yeah. same hands, same height. Tremaine Edmonds is a different human being. Yeah. Like it's how many times? Sorry like to that.
1: cut you off. Keep going, man. Sorry to cut you off. No, I got you. But I mean, I think Jack, that's why I kind of. Was so upset about Jack Campbell going at 18 because you he, look at that, it's like he had the biggest, uh, he was the biggest and and most athletic linebacker in the he's class. only like true Mike in this class. Yeah, is that correct? He like, fit to a T. And if they would, I, I bet they would have taken him at 27 or traded up if he would have gotten to 24, yeah. even. Um, but I think he could have been you know the one they were eyeing and then once he's gone and once you see all these receivers gone then it's like you gotta go get the best slot pass catcher you can because that's the next biggest need for the Mm -hmm. team and they Mm -hmm. go out and do that so yeah i think that's too hard to pass up yeah dorian williams i think is gonna be a phenomenal football player everyone that's talked about him loves him i think he's um gonna be a weapon on defense you don't really say that too often but i think you know his his tracking and his speed the ability to to kind he's, of hit someone. He's gonna. He takes really good lines to the to the carrier to ball he's carriers. A freak and, of nature. Yeah, he's he's gonna be, um, at minimum he's gonna be really good on on special teams this year. But I think he can. You said I think you mentioned by the end of the season he'll be starting Mike. And I think I said by the end of training camp he'll be starting yeah. Mike. I think I think he's gonna be that good. I think he's able to, to have that upside and we'll see, we'll see how he develops on the mental side, because that's going to be important too. It's not just being physical and being able to execute, um but you have to go out there like, oh, no, yeah. have, get everyone lined up and be able to run that. De- you have to be able to run that defense in that position, or will they still let Dorian Williams play Mike while letting Matt Milano run the, you know, run the calls and the defense. Yeah. I don't think they want to put that on Milano, but I think they could, and he would be fine. When Dor- I did a,
0: player profile every time someone was drafted, right? Just a couple sentences on Twitter with a video, right? I wrote, Dorian Williams is an absolute freak of nature. Long arms, great sideline to sideline tackler. Can also get after the quarterback. He had five sacks last year. So this is a guy that can also pass rush that I think Tremaine Edmonds kind of lacked a little. I think Tremaine Evans wasn't the best pass rusher. I think Tremaine Edmonds was just a freak because he could bail himself out a little with his like stature which is not bad use it if you're going to bail yourself out i don't care right make a play make a play i think I if you tremaine would have put
1: train Edmonds on the edge you might have seen him have a lot of success yes. pass rushing but, but also, they didn't really use him that way so
0: that's also why tremaine Edmonds got 80 plus million dollars yeah right to a team that probably didn't need to pay him 80 plus million dollars right. being that team being the bears like The stuff that came out about Doran Williams when he was drafted, and I get it, right? You took another not true middle linebacker in the third round. You did that last year with Terrell Bernard. Doran Williams is a step above Terrell Bernard as a prospect. If you go back to the draft profile, Terrell Bernard, he was a fourth-slash-fifth-round pick. Doran Williams now is the third-round pick. Like, Like, that was his kind of analysis. He was sliding the third, maybe early fourth. Terrell Bernard was never there, right? That was never what Terrell Bernard is, right? Dorian Williams is a freak. He has similar stature to multiple middle linebackers. He played 70% of his snaps in college at inside linebacker. Mm -hmm. And Sean McDermott told him to work work on both positions. I think Brandon Bede's comments that night were kind of bad on Brandon's part. I think Brandon was kind of trying to tread lightly, not to put a lot of pressure on the kid right away. And I think Mm -hmm. Brandon kind of walked back that and was like, yeah, he's going to play. You know what I mean? Like Brandon was like, yeah, I'll play special teams not to put pressure on the kid. Brandon, you probably should have just told us what he was going to do because Bills fans lose their absolute mind on every single little thing. This guy's ability to get from sideline to sideline is unheard of. I'm 100% involved with this pick, right? I don't think this is an A pick, but it's hard to get an A type of pick in the third round, and I know Lance won in Trenton Simpson. I wanted Trenton Simpson. I wanted Drew Sanders, but we said multiple times, the only true MLB, Mike Linebacker in this class, was Jack Campbell and he went before the Bills even picked in their first round, so he wasn't even an option. You could have won Drew Sanders, they passed on him, you could have won Trenton Simpson, they passed on him. They went Osiris. There's Jordan. literally
1: no scenario where in this draft we could have got him with the Lions taking him at 18. There's just no, no.
0: there was not. The Bills were not moving up to 17 <clears> for Jack Campbell, and I don't think that was worth it, right? So there was only one true middle linebacker in this class, and they couldn't get him. So I get the nervousness around taking another outside linebacker that might quote unquote fit more on Matt Milano does, but this isn't it, right? Like Dorian Williams is a freak. He's going to play inside linebacker. Lance, I'm going to walk back. What I said that Doran Dorian Williams is going to start by the end of the year. I agree with you. I'm jumping on your train right now. He's going to start by the end of training camp. He's going to be our day one starter. It doesn't mean Terrell Bernard's not going to play. It doesn't mean, I guess, Terrell, Do- Terrell Dots is not going to play. It's going to be a learning curve for Dorian Williams. It was a learning curve for Tremaine Edmonds but he has some veterans around him in Matt Milano and Jordan Poirier, and Micah Hyde and Puna Ford's going to help him the improved defensive line's going to help him like he's surrounded by some of the best defensive players in the national football he's surrounded by the best mm-hmm. behind him is the best safety duo in the national football league like yeah. he's surrounded by some really good players really good coaches he has one of the best linebacker mates to play with and Lewis Riddick said today or a couple days ago Cornelius Riddick, I could tweet is, He believes third-round pick Doran Williams and Matt Milano will be an absolute terror. He also mentioned that Williams was his favorite non-first-round selection for the Buffalo Bills. Like Every year, Louis Riddick does his favorite selection that's not a first-round pick for each team, and his was Doran Williams over Osiris Torrance, who's probably Bill's, Bills fans' favorite selection in the entire draft. So, I'm on board.
1: Yeah, um... Do you think McDermott oh, will dial oh, up a yeah. few more blitzes as D.C.? I wanted to let you finish your point, but I just yeah. wanted to get David's question answered here.
0: Uh, oh, shoot. Let's see. Do you think McDermott will dial up more, a few more blitzes at D.C.? Yeah, I think he'll be a little more aggressive. He was aggressive in Carolina, uh, in that, those, that window he was there. But it's not going to be a dramatic change. But I do think you could be a little more aggressive with Dorian Williams because I think he's a better clear-cut pass rusher. Than what Tremaine Edmonds is, and I think he's a better sideline to sideline tackler, tackler than what Tremaine Edmonds. He might not be good in the run as run defense. He's not as big, but I think Dordan Williams can get after the quarterback. And I think it it might be we might see a little bit more blitzes. I think you Bills might have to be a little bit more aggressive on defense, depending on what team you play. Right, like it, it's a week to week thing. Right, like if you're matched up against, I don't know, a rookie quarterback. I forget if we played any rookie quarterbacks this year. Right, you can kind of be a little more conservative. Or, you know what, maybe not. You can go after him to kind of rattle him and get him out of the game like they did last year with Kenny Pickett, right, And against Pittsburgh. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. I don't know. What do you think, Lance? McDermott more a few more blitzes? I don't even know. Like,
1: it's yeah, a I think that, like you said, question, you know, he's no. a good pass rusher. He's a good pass rusher. He had five sacks. You've got now, even with the Puna Ford ad, you have such a great defensive line in front of you now. And like you said, the best back end in the league on, in the safeties. So... It's gonna come down to obviously the corner play to secure, you know, that spot for Dorian to not be like a noticeable weakest link. Like even if he's the you know, least experienced in the defense and he's like somehow the least productive, some you know, I I think that'd be far fetched. But I think if he's the worst player on the defense, we're gonna be okay. You know, like I think that's he can be masked if needed in certain mm-hmm. aspects like I guess in the passing game where if he's in the middle of the field patrolling he's not going to be as much of a threat as Tremaine was where he could get up and have that vertical and that yeah. length that Tremaine has but I think having those two safeties back there are going to help mask that and I think you can have if you if the outside guys have their things buttoned up as well at corner I think that makes the safety's job even better
0: I agree. I agree. I, I'm on board for this Dorian Williams. I think it's a good addition. I think I get why people were a little taken back right away. We were taken back right away on the show. Izzy, we got Izzy to come on. He was good about Dorian Williams. He was on board with Dorian Williams. He was in my on my big board. If you go back to my big board, and I still have to update it, like everyone that was taken and everything. I'm going to go to the linebackers in a second, right? I had Dorian Williams in a third-round grade. right? I had the guys I had in, I don't I know Drew, I the guys I had ahead of him were Drew Sanders, Trent Simpson, Jack Campbell, and Dayon Henley. Did Dayon Henley go before he went before I think he didn't, yeah. Doran Williams. I don't remember. And then I had guy's kind of in a bunch: Doran Williams, Nick Herbig, Noah Sewell, who fell, D Winters, but Nick Herberg's more of a true pass rusher than just a linebacker. And he would have been not a bad option. I know Lance, you talked about Nick Herberg. Uh 91. I think Trenton Simpson was the pick at 91. I I think it was. And that's not a knock on Dorian Williams. I knew it
1: was. I knew it was. Yeah, Henley went right before Trenton and Trenton went and then uh, yeah, Dorian was there. Sanders was a little earlier
0: and then uh, obviously Campbell was in the first round. So all the linebackers I had ahead of him were gone. So I think this was the best available linebacker. They needed to address this. And after Simpson went, I was like, ooh, I kind of forgot about Dorian Williams. And look, Right away, I was like, ooh, I don't get the fit. But I mocked him a lot of times, right? And this guy's an athletic monster that's played 70% of his snaps at Inside Lab Hacker. I don't get where some of these content creators, and we do this all the time. We make mistakes. We put out opinions that not everyone agrees with. But the lack of information that was associated with some of these opinions was unreal, right? I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not saying who it was. I'm not doing any of that. But I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm not saying Lance is always right. But I'm saying that... But usually
1: Lance is right.
0: True. But he played 70% of the snaps inside linebacker. Like everyone that was saying he's just an outside linebacker just didn't do a Google search. Yeah. And then these a lot of these people that do this have a ton of following. Like 1K, 2K, 3K, up 5K. Like these guys that Bill's fans look for when it comes to draft picks, when it looks when it comes to analysis. And you missed a major portion. I didn't include that in the tweet, but I didn't include in my tweet that he was just an outside linebacker. I just tweeted what his draft analysis was and what he did. That's it and then you guys can make your assumption. But don't say he was just a true outside linebacker because he wasn't. He played 70% of his snaps in at the – 70-plus percent of his snaps. I think it was actually 72. But 70-plus 70 percent of his snaps at the inside linebacker position. Don't want anybody tell you he was a true outside linebacker because he was not. He was not. So I wanted to get that off my chest because of some of this stuff on Twitter, man. Sometimes you just got to get off Twitter, Lance. I love Twitter. I've grown in a ton of followers. I like My tweets yeah. are – 5, 10K, every tweet I get. And it's unreal. And I appreciate Built and Buffalo supporting me on all my tweets and supporting Lance and supporting all of us. And, look, I make mistakes. Not everyone agrees with my opinion, but I try to be as, like, precise and I try to be as factual, right? I'm going to give you the facts as best as I can, and you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to disagree with them, right? But some of the stuff that was being said about doing Williams, I think it was just unfair to the kid, right? You don't have to agree with every pick. That's not what I'm saying. Like, Lance, what is your grade on the pick? Uh because B+. Plus. You- Oh, well you're higher than I was. I gave it a B. I thought this was a good pick. Not a like incredible pick. I think there's still a little bit of learning curve for Dorian Williams, but I think all the tangibles
1: are there. Yeah. You got a guy that can come in and contribute wow. right away in my opinion. So I think, you know, that, that gives me, you know, a lot of confidence. Like originally, you know, I was, yeah, I was probably in the B minus C plus range with it. Um, and that just hearing Brandon's, uh, Press conference, but then after hearing everything and that he's going to get that path, I just, I've upped my grade because I think it's a really good fit. I think he's going to excel in it. And I think um, Tremaine was able to do it at a younger age. Um, Not saying he was any more immature or not, but you would think if you're two years younger, you know, I think he came in at what, 18, 19 years old and was able to get it. 21. And Dorian Williams, 21. So I think Dorian Williams is a smart kid. You know, he went to Tulane, it's a good school. I think he can come in and learn. Um, he's going to get help from these guys, uh, Bernard. And even though they're competing, Bernard, Spector, um, Dotson, all these guys, like they all want to win a Super Bowl at the end of the day. So they're all going to help each other to d- get the, let the best player go out there and have the most success for this team as a, as a whole.
0: Yeah, and Dorian Williams, some career highlights on Wikipedia. Second team, All-ACC in his sophomore year. And then this past year, he was uh, – not All-ACC, All-AAC – and then he was first team all AAC in 2022, so he's was good as a, a younger underclassman, and now he was good as an upperclassman. Uh, classman, so B for me, Lance, You said B plus. So now we're gonna move on to the three other picks they did on day three. They moved back. They obviously gave up 130 in the Don K trade up. Then they were at 137 and moved back. And the good thing about the Bills, yes, Matt Milano will help them too. Matt Milano's a great. Teacher and my was one of the best off-ball non-middle linebackers in the National Football League, and he's extended to 2026, which is a great thing. The Bills moved back, right, a couple times on day three, right? And the biggest thing is they got two extra sixth-round picks for next year. And one of them is going to be Houston, which probably will be in the top 10 of the sixth round. And I'm not saying sixth round is the most value, but now the Bills are up to 10 picks, right, which gives them more flexibility because we know Bean likes to move up, right? So this would give the Bills flexibility to move up next year, Lance. You like the Bills trading back before we get to, the, to who they took?
1: Uh yeah, I think they kind of needed to um, go okay, out Lance? there and and yeah. Sorry, I was uh, just reading something. I think they're gonna. Uh, I, I like that they went that <sighs> they went back. They needed to get the six picks and. Um, they got they ended up getting their picks back and and that's you know and they got additional they, they, they picks they really action. needed. yeah the they needed to part. get the um they needed to get back and kind of make up for trading up and giving getting rid of the 130 yeah. so yeah i like the i like the fact that they traded back i was surprised a little bit when i heard they were going to go back but given the board the way it was falling i like that they did trade back and um and 2024 we have 10 picks so yeah we're going to yeah. True. We're going to see we're going to we're going to get some good players in 24. I think, you, you know, you're going to have the flexibility in 24 to go out there and really smash the needs that you have. You know, whatever guys aren't resigned, whatever guys might not work out this year, you're going to ha- kind of have a do over next year and be able yeah. to go out and get almost any prospect you want with the al- amount of draft capital you yeah. have.
0: And then, like the Bean like the moved up from 27 to 25, and you can stomach a little bit more next year when you move up fourth or pick in the next round, when you move up from 32 to 29, when you take your guy. So, Justin yeah. Shorter at wide receiver, they took him in the fifth round, 150. Lance, we'll break down Justin Shorter, Nick Brocker, and Alex Austin. We'll end the show with that.
1: It's not as in depth because they're day three picks, but Justin Shorter, yeah. what are your thoughts on him? Love the height. Um, yeah. I guess he kind of isn't super athletic for that height even though he looks like he's cut out of a stone i mean he's just like ripped uh, so he, I don't, he said a lot of people say he kind of lacks athleticism i guess he ran a 455 five, which isn't the fastest time but i think for that for that big of a human being i like it um we'll see at the end of the day it's gonna come down to what he can do on special teams um if he can contribute in the special teams rank then um it'll be a good pick but for now uh We'll see, he's got height length, things you can't teach and the things that you can teach he needs to work on. And I think, you know, obviously he'll get better with that.
0: Yeah. When Justin, when I, when we first drafted him, I put it like I did for every player. I said, Justin Short is a Buffalo bill here in the fifth round, massive frame for a wide receiver. Lance just mentioned the six, five frame. He's a big receiver, massive wingspan and hands effective at tracking the ball in there. And then I gave an NFL comp. I said, he's similar to Brian Edwards because he's kind of has that similar kind of frame. I'm not saying he's going to be Brian Edwards or not, but the best thing that he can do for the bills is that he's going to be able to play special teams. This isn't Isaiah Hodgins who just could not play special teams. And that's why he had no role in this team. Justin Shorter can play special teams and Lance. I think day one, he makes this roster as a special teamer. I think he's yeah. going to play special teams and he just gives you another, I guess, another red zone threat, right? I don't see him huge impact. I still think he's behind Hardy Sheriff Field, Shakir. Uh, I think he's probably, what is he, the sixth receiver on this roster right now, you would say at this
1: point? Yeah, but it's kind of huge. If he can take over, you, yeah, I heard no. people kind of saying, like, hey, he can probably be like a gunner, like the Taiwan Jones. No, role. no, now, no, I'm not saying move he's not going to
0: the roster. I'm just saying, like, from, yeah, keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah, if you but if you look at what he can do is like comparable to, you know, a Taiwan Jones role, now somebody else can take Taiwan's. Spot in the running back room like a Latavius Murray, you know, or we can have, you know, I think Hines is probably going to be active all the time as our returner anyway. So you're going to have at least three guys, but having being able to have that fourth guy kind of depends on then shorter being able to be the sixth receiver and play special teams. So I think, um, it's cool to get him in here. I wouldn't expect him to see much on the field on offense for at least two years um but i think that he kind of comes out and is going to like i say you can work on your form and he's already got great hands right he's got yeah. long arms he's big um that's the stuff you can't teach so all the other stuff all the i don't know that you can teach athleticism but you can give him techniques and fundamental drills and things to do to kind of get and you can get him on a a, a regimen with his lifting or stretching or whatever the case may be, these guys, these teams have a bunch yeah. of staff to, to mold these people into what they you know, need to get better at. So this is uh, a a perfect pick for these guys to kind of get him, get him in the building and then kind of mold him as they go. <laughs>
0: Justin Schroeder, Kenny, you took my point. He was a five-star recruit, number one receiver in his class, ahead of like a Jamar Chase, a Jalen Waddell, those type of guys. So this guy is immensely talented. He had a lot of injury history. So that's probably one of the knocks he fell to day three. But like he comes in as probably the sixth receiver right now on the depth chart. Might be active, might not, but he's a gunner. Like he'll take away Tywan Jones. He can play special teams. He said he'll play special teams, which is great. We'll give him an immediate roster spot. And then you can get kind of develop him into maybe a red zone threat. I don't know how much he plays year one but I think there's the tangibles to be a pretty decent receiver in this league, but it is a fifth round pick. You never know. We're going to keep moving down. Nick Brocker, interior O-line. We're moving to the sixth round.
1: Did you give a grade for that? Did we get oh,
0: oh, we forgot about the grades. Sorry.
1: Lance, what was your grade for Justin Shorter? For Shorter, I want to go uh, probably a C plus B minus, I'm going to go B minus and give him the benefit of the doubt just uh, because of the frame and all the stuff, like he can contribute on special teams. I think that's all good stuff. I mean, at someone, there were other players there that maybe would have commanded larger roles being picked like an Xavier Hutchinson or something, but I I really like the uh, kind of thing he can come in at, uh, you know, fifth, sixth wide receiver and, and, and be a, at least contributor on special teams.
0: I gave it a B plus. Gave it a B plus. I think the ability to play special teams as a fifth-round pick is awesome. He'll make an immediate impact. That's an immediate impact player on day three because he can play special teams, one of the three phases of the game, and then he can slowly develop into a potential receiver, and he has all the tools, the intangibles, and the frame to be one. So that's why I give it a B plus. Nick Brocker, interior O-line. Now we're going to the sixth round. They took him at pick.
1: Oh, seventh round, 230. Oh,
0: you're right. You're right. I forgot. They traded they, – I forgot they did They, They were wild on day three with the trades. Many trades. Seventh so. round, picked 13th overall in the seventh round, but 230
1: overall in the draft. Nick Brocker, Lance, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, tough guy. Just uh, really works hard from what you see on tape and what people say about him. I think he's um, someone who doesn't give a lot of ground. Mm-hmm and uh he's able to play he's able to block in the run game a lot better than the past game so I, you know i like these solid i mean at 230 this is the hard part and i think i said this before the show is like how do you grade these guys when you're now in the 230s and we picked in the 250s it's like I, there's not really an a-plus player there there's not really no. anybody's anybody that's going to come in and and be able to start right away you know, at pick two thirty, it's just, this roster is too good for that. So I think um, overall it was a, it was a good pick. This is a, a position where we need to start getting people in the pipeline, get younger and make sure we can develop these guys. And then hopefully you'll see two, three years down the road. You know, this is a starting guy with Osiris Torrance, maybe on the interior once Connor McGovern's done playing here.
0: Nick Brocker, right? I had a fourth slash fifth round grade on him, so the value is there in my opinion, right? And I think a lot of people like this pick, right? Bean even said this pick was too good to pass up. He's a mauler there; it adds depth to an offensive line that's already just added incredible depth to the draft, mainly in the interior. He'll be behind Bait, to be behind McGovern, Edwards, uh, Torrance, Morse, all the, the all that. Uh, so he's there's probably not a path for him to playing time this year, but there's a path to him for a roster spot. If you can get him on the seventh round, I think he makes the roster. I like this pick a lot, and I think Bean even said they wanted to potentially go a different position, but the fact that I had a fourth-slash-fifth-round grade on him doesn't mean that much to maybe all of you, but it means a lot to me in where the value is, and I think there is a value in this pick. If you get a guy that I thought probably could have went earlier in day three in the seventh round, then I think there's a chance he makes this roster. I think he's a mauler. I think he can play the tackle position a little bit. Nick Brocker, I think he's a good ad, but like Lance said, it's a seventh-round pick. If he makes the roster, then I think it's a good pick off the bat, right? I feel like that's the type of guy. I think he'll make the roster. Obviously, Kincaid, Torrance, Williams, and Shorter will make the roster, but I think Nick Brocker will make the roster. Lance, what was your grade for the Nick Brocker interior alignment out of Ole Miss?
1: I gave him a B plus because of the value, like you mentioned, fourth fifth round grade, and you get him in the seventh. Uh, so, great value. Like I said, I don't know that there would have been an A plus player there, but I, you know, I give this a yeah. B. I think it's a very solid pick. He's going to be a solid contributor coming in, uh, being able to be uh, competing for uh, a role in the ro- in top nine uh, offensive linemen, Uh So that again, you you mentioned, let's all go back look at the Miami game. Okay, we we had nobody left, and and now we have more and more depth to bring in. Um, now we're not going to maybe dress anymore during games. So it could be the same situation, but at least, you know, these guys are now younger, uh, might be able to stay healthier in that situation and may be able to, uh, you know, work through some of that. They're all uh, guys from, well, I get sort of the South, uh, Torrance is from Florida and then Mississippi's in the South. So I think they've, they know the heat down there and they can play through that kind of stuff.
0: Nick Brocker, Kenny's always coming with a great stack stats. Nick Brocker, 23 starts at left tackle, 13 starts at left guard. was an all SEC left tackle in 2021 and all SEC at left guard in 2022. So once again, the Bills go another versatile player. So he can play the left guard and play the tackle position. I think that's very good for him. Did we mention
1: versatility yet in the show? Uh, Maybe just a
0: couple of times. (laughs) You don't think we have? (laughs) See, I think this is another reason why they couldn't have passed up on him because he could play guard, he could play tackle. And I give it an A minus. I think the versatility and I think the value on my personal board, and I'm not saying I'm 100% right because I'm not. I had a fourth slash fifth round grade on him. So with that, you get him two rounds later than the fifth round, three rounds later than the fourth round. That's an A minus. We're going to end the draft with Alex Austin, final Bills pick in the draft. 252, 35th overall in the seventh round, 252 overall. Lance, this is a tough one. The Bills already have a crowded defensive back room, but we do give the Bills the benefit of the doubt when it comes to defensive back drafting later the rounds. Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, who else? Christian Benford, DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, Matt Milano in the fifth round, but he's not a defensive back. So what do we think?
1: Yeah, before we go any further, if you haven't done so already, please smash the like, yes. share it, subscribe to our channels if you can, uh, retweet if you're on Twitter, like and share if you're on Facebook, and we would appreciate that. Follow all the built-in Buffalo uh, and new. news and updates, but also follow the Buffalo Blitz live every Tuesday at 8 p.m., sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code BLITZ, and you'll get a deposit match from $10 up to $100. So, um, Alex Austin, I think, is a... Really lengthy corner. I I love the pick. I love these six-two guys that are playing corner. You know, former ri- wide receiver comes out. Um, they talk about the the potential or the ceiling with this guy being very very high. I think uh, great instincts. You you watch him. He, he's described as sticky in coverage, and um, you know has special teams ability again. But he has a, a what is described as a feisty attitude in this one. I'm reading here from Pro Pro Football Network. So, you know, love that coming in with a chip on his shoulder. And um, you know, like I said, it's pick 252. I don't you're gonna bring Bean says you're gonna go out there and, and pick more for need. I don't really see the need on the cornerbacks and right away, but I I like I had some dialogue on Twitter. I do think that you know, you're one injury away from needing a guy, and if we have this guy, then yeah. great. So um, you know, I think he, he comes in as uh What is it? Fifth or sixth corner behind uh, Dane Jackson, however far down that is. So it's it's uh, White, Benford. Benford. Yeah, it's White, Elam, Johnson, Benford, um, Dane Jackson, and then uh, Alex Austin. So we'll see; those six are going to kind of and you also have Cam Lewis. Yeah, he I they think like is going to play like, safety. More but they like him corner, but he's he's good, I think. And maybe he goes into the like backup nickel role too, yeah. behind uh, Teron Tr- Johnson. So, yeah. like I
0: said earlier, I put a profile every time someone was drafted. A video with some of the th- my thoughts. Right, the final pick of the draft adds depth to an already deep cornerback room, like Lance mentioned. Mm-hmm. Has solid length. The one thing that stands out can play multiple zone coverages along with a little bump and run. So he's more of a zone corner fit. Zone scheme fit, which is what the Bills mainly run. He kind of went away with that last year with the Kyrie Elon pick, who's more of a corner pick.
1: He also has very don't, good fuel. Don't field. glitch on me now, guy. You got – keep going. Sorry. You glitched out for a minute oh. and, and froze up, but – Am I okay? Yeah, you're good now.
0: No, oh, My Wi-Fi didn't do the little thing. You know when the Wi-Fi thing dies? You know the little thing? It didn't do that thing. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: As has also has very good field awareness. But Kenny just brought it up in the comment section. And I want to mention this, and I agree with this. The path to the 53-man roster is very tough for Alex Austin. It's a very tough path to the 53-man roster. But that is for any style of seventh-round pick. So, look, I think if you can keep him on your practice squad and doesn't get poached, I think that's a solid pick. I think he probably fits more into the practice squad. But he does have that zone scheme kind of fit, and he's long. Lance said he was 6'2". So they kind of, you kind of like that there. Lance, what was your grade?
1: Yeah, I went uh, B minus on him. I think it's yep B minus. It's kind of hard to again oh, see what it's two fifty. You we'll know more when he gets on the field and we can kind of get a look at him. But for now, just you know, saying like, okay, what are his skills and stuff? I love it. I love that he fits in. He's a lengthy uh, guy, uh, so he's going to come in with a lot of people to teach him. And I think like that potential that people see is going to be realized in the end, in my opinion, because I think this zone scheme just has, you know, his ability written all over it. He's, he's very good at doing what the bills are going to ask him to do. And then, you're also getting a special teams guy. It's going to come out and and play special teams. Now we're going to have a lot of young inexperienced guys on special teams this year, because we're going to stop paying a premium for a lot of special teams guys. We're going to have, we do have guys like Medicavich back, who's going to be a core special teamer that we're paying and that kind of thing. But I think Saran Neal, but other than that, you, you know, you're losing Taiwan Jones and you're, you lost Jay Kumaro, right. So you're gonna not going to have all these same guys that you had on your special teams unit last year, and you're going to have to replace them with somebody. So now, you know, guys like Shorter and Austin come in and are able to to do that. So I, I love the the pick. Um, I'm going to give it a B minus because it is 252. You're not going to have a huge path to the to playing cornerback on defense right away. So you know, it's just uh, kind of draft and develop kind of kind of pick that I that I really like.
0: You can keep it in your practice squad, probably stash them, and hopefully that'd be probably where you want. Yeah, i would be minus. So, Lance, we're going to end the show. And as always, guys, everyone that commented tonight, that was awesome. We had a ton of viewers. Obviously, the show goes down. We lose some viewers because we go to talk about round picks. People stayed for the Puna, the Torrance, Kincaid, and the Dorian Williams, which we 100% understand. But if you didn't miss it, come back
1: but- and listen later because it's such a good show.
0: Yes. If you didn't miss this episode, you can rewatch on Facebook, rewatch on YouTube, and rewatch on Twitter. But if you prefer the podcast version, it comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lance, we're going to end the show. Overall grade for the Buffalo Bills draft class.
1: Yeah, I don't really know how to add up all the, the grades and whatnot, but I would say overall it's an A minus. So, yes. Uh, two A plus picks, and, and you have. Uh, some Bs mixed in there, so overall, A A minus uh, draft. Uh, yeah, when you get down to it, A A minus. I think maybe
0: you go to an A plus if Dorian Williams hits, right? Like if Dorian Williams turns into a really good player, it's an A plus. We hope all these players turn into studs. That's just not how the draft works. But if you can hit on the first three picks, I think you did a very good job. So A minus in my opinion. I think the Bills came away with a great weapon, the second best receiver. Weapon in this draft class, the best guard, a freaking H. L. linebacker, a special teams ace, some depth at the lineman position, and some depth at the defensive back position. Bills did their thing, and I think Bean deserves an A. A minus. So that's gonna do it for tonight's show. If you guys missed this episode, like I said, you can rewatch on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you prefer the podcast version, Apple Podcast or Spotify. Appreciate everyone that commented and that liked. Lance, one more time. Promo code
1: Blitz. Underdog Fantasy. What do we got? Yeah, best daily fantasy app and website out there. You got the Best Ball Mania 4 coming up. First prize, $3 million. Got to be in a twin at $15 million of total prizes. So get out there, sign up for Best Ball Mania 4 Underdog Fantasy promo code BLITZ. Deposit match from $10 up to $100. Uh, get in the game and play. You can play Pick'em, Best Ball, a lot of different drafts for daily fantasy as well you got mlb that's day-to-day got some playoffs here with the uh nhl and nba so yeah. uh even without football season there's a ton there there's tennis on there i tried the other day i got one out of five so it's no good <laughs> but uh i don't know anything about tennis so. if you know tennis uh, then you know the tennis. i got uh i think i got jessica bagula right and then the rest of them i had no idea so um, nice. Yeah, go out there, play Underdog Fantasy, promo code BLITZ, deposit match, $10 to $100, and uh, get yourself into the best daily fantasy app and website in the game.
0: Make sure you follow Lance and I both on Twitter. Make sure you follow everything Built in Buffalo, Built and Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, on Instagram at Built in Buffalo and Built com. Lance and I will be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. As always, if you missed this show, rewatch it on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, or if you prefer the podcast version tomorrow morning, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for the Buffalo Blitz. We'll see everyone back here Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, a week from today. Hopefully see you then. As always,
1: go Bills. Go Bills.